Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Get into the Word of God, Amen, into our Sunday afternoon. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to finish off uh, what I started last Sunday on a two-part mini-series entitled Freedom Through Forgiveness. Freedom Through Forgiveness. Say that with me. Freedom Through Forgiveness. Amen. I'm going to give you three steps how to break free what you've been holding on to or what we learned last year, hoarding on to. Hallelujah. Any hoarders in the house? Hallelujah. Don't raise your hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Three steps. How many steps? How many? Three that are found in the text. Amen. Colossians chapter three. I'm going to read verses 12 through 15. Amen. So follow me as I read that. Oh, man, I forgot my glasses. Hallelujah. Jesus, help me. Amen. Here we go. It says, since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must say, I must. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance, somebody say make allowance, for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, somebody say love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ Rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Amen. Last, last Sunday, I gave you the first step, which was to what? To know. You got to know. Amen. Before you forgive, you got to know how much God has forgiven you. Amen. You need to know. And now that we know how much he's forgiven us, Now we are to go. Somebody say go. Go. Amen. Go and forgive in the same measure, listen, that God has forgiven us. The same measure that God has forgiven you. Say me. Amen. Now that you know, now you have to go and forgive others. Not only others, like I said last Sunday, for some in this place, listen, you got to forgive yourself. Somebody say, I forgive me. You got to forgive yourself. Amen. So many times we can forgive others, yet we don't forgive ourselves. And when we don't forgive ourselves, things just happen. Amen. You you beat yourself over your head through the the bad mistakes that you made in your past. Amen. You got to stop beating yourself. Amen. You got to stop hoarding in your past failures and stop living in the mishaps of your life. If God has forgiven you, listen. You, say I, you can forgive yourself. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. Stop listening to his lies. Amen? Come on. Somebody say, so be it. If God has forgiven me, then you can forgive yourself. Amen? I know that that's probably one of the hardest things, amen? We, we learn to forgive other people. 
uh, what they've done to us, amen. But there are times in our lives that you got to forgive. I, I remember getting saved when I came back to church, amen, and, and 10 years of just doing dumb things, amen. I had to learn how to forgive myself, and I, I held on to them. I, I hoard on to them because, I, you know, I was just beating myself from the things I'd done that I wish I should have not done, amen. I wish I never done, amen. But then, you know, God says, you know what? I forgave you, son. You can't live in that past anymore. You got to move forward. You got to move forward. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go forward, you're gonna, and you're gonna start to live again. You have to forgive yourself. Ephesians chapter four thirty two says this: Instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, and that includes you, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is what Christ teaches us, right? It's part of the Lord's Prayer that we learned on Wednesday night, amen, as I was ministering on that series, amen. Forgive us of our sins as we also forgive who sin against us. It's part of the Lord's Prayer. It's part of what he taught us to do, and we have to apply it. God forgives us, listen, not because we forgive others, but solely because of his great mercy. Come on, somebody. Come on. His great mercy, amen, as we come to understand his mercy, it will cause us to want to be just like him. Amen. Having received forgiveness, we will pass it on to others. Those unwilling, listen, those unwilling to forgive have not become one with Christ, who was willing to forgive even those that crucified him. Remember on that day? When he was hanging on the cross, amen, in Luke chapter 23, 34, Jesus said this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And it goes on to say, and the soldiers gambled for his clothing by throwing dice. Not only these guys were killing him, but they were throwing dice as trophies of what they did to Christ. And God still forgave them. Come on, somebody. He forgave them, amen, even though he knew what they were doing at the time. The phrase, just as, in Ephesians 4.32 is telling us that we, say I, say I. Come on, we are to forgive in the same way that God has forgiven us. Psalms 103.10 says this, do not treat us as our sin deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. See, meaning that God forgives us, amen, even though, listen, even though we don't deserve it. How about you? I, I know that I don't deserve his forgiveness. I, I know that I don't deserve, come on, is it only me? Come on, now, come on, we don't deserve this forgiveness, amen. For some of us, amen, we did some bad things. Bad, bad things, amen. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, some of us can recall of the bad things that we did in our lives, and, and, and we don't deserve this, amen. You and I deserve hell. But God's grace, amen, he forgives us, amen. And God, let me tell you, God gives us more than we all deserve. Come on, somebody say amen if you believe that, amen. So be it, amen. God has forgiven us. It's a great thing, right? Well, it's not great? You prefer to go to hell? <laughs> Come on. This is a good thing, man, that he's paid off your debt. He has dropped your charges. Come on, you, he, your record's clean, amen. You owe nothing. 
this, 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 is the, this is the greatest exchange deal. Come on. I give my life to you, and I pay off your debt. No one's really happy. <laughs> how many have debt in this place? Come on. How many really have debt in this place? Imagine, listen. Imagine that God says, you know what? You serve me, and I'll pay off your debt. Come on. Hallelujah. I'll pay off your house. I'll pay off your car, your student loans. <laughs> and we will, I will even pay off your Walmart card. <laughs> For you Walmart people. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Targets included. Give him Target. Amen. He'll take it. That's grace, church. He paid off our debt. That is the grace of God, amen. Uh, we all want to be forgiven, right? We all want to be pardoned, amen, from our mistakes, amen. Uh, and because we call ourselves disciples, amen, uh, just because we, we call ourselves Christians, uh, we need to forgive others in the same way, listen, that we want to be forgiven ourselves. Let me ask you a few questions. Don't, don't answer it. Don't answer them loud. Don't shout them. You're on Facebook. People will hear you. But to yourself, answer this. Do you forgive completely? How about do you forgive unconditionally? How about this one? Do you forgive immediately? Uh-oh. Come on. Well, no. Come on. Do we forgive completely? Some of us. So some of us, we forgive 30%, maybe half. Come on. Sometimes we, there's conditions on our forgiveness. I'll forgive you if you. Come on. Come on. Right? And for some of us, you're going to have to give me a week for that. Let me think about if I want to. You see, when you, say I, when you came to this altar, remember that day? Remember that day when you came in broken, that day that you were, you were just, man, caught up in your mess. You were down and out, amen. Your life was falling apart, amen. Uh, come on, you're about to lose everything, amen. You walked into the house of God. Somebody invited you to church. Uh, something tugged on your heart. You came to the altar. You answered the call. Say, I want Jesus in my life. I, my life is messed up. I need someone to fix this brokenness, amen. Uh, you came, amen, uh, and you repented of your sins, uh, and you asked God to forgive you. I'm going to let you here to know God forgave you completely. Completely, unconditionally, and immediately, amen, right at that day, that moment, God says, I forgive you. See, now that we know how much he's forgiven us, we have to go and forgive. And now that we know, and now that we go, now show. Somebody show. Say, say, show. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Look at these three steps are real basic and easy. And I, I do them simple for you guys to remember them. Like the three D's and all the things I do, amen, for you guys to make it simple for you. Look it. No, go, show. Come on. You can make a song out of it if you want. Come on. No, go show you. 
No. Say no. Go. Show. No. Go. Show. That's, that's all you got to do. You got to know how much he's forgiven you. You got to go and forgive somebody. And now you got to show that forgiveness. Forgiveness, listen, is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. It's an act of our free will. Forgiveness is a choice to give others, listen, what we have received from Christ. It's a choice that will free us from bondage. It's a choice that will free us from bitterness. It's a choice, listen, that will free us from pain. Relationships have gone bad because of a lack of forgiveness. It's only with a relationship with God, listen, knowing God that we're able to find the source of forgiveness. Let me tell you, outside of church, I couldn't forgive because in my forgiveness, I'm going to forgive you with conditions. Let's just get real. Come on. And, and, and out in the world, without God, amen, I will forgive you, not immediately, but I'll think about it. And I'm going to let you suffer a little bit about it, amen, what you did to me. Come on, these are things, we don't, we don't do these things immediately. We don't do these things. We forgive only when we want to forgive. We forgive only when we want something back. Hello? We tie conditions. But with God, amen, we got to understand it's only with God when you start to know him and know the source of how much he's forgiving you and I, amen, he becomes a source of true forgiveness. People who don't learn to forgive, listen, become very bitter, very angry, and very lonely people. A lot of them, listen, a lot of them isolate themselves. You know any bitter people? You know any lonely people? You know people that just isolate from the world? Let me tell you, a lot of them is because of unforgiveness. They don't move forward. They don't want to let go. They don't want to forgive. And so they isolate themselves. They grow old like that. And a lot of them die because of that. It's a sickness. It will cause bitterness and anger to go into your life, which will cut off your life. You ever heard that he was, they died of a broken heart? A term like that? They died lonely. It's, it's, it's because of the root is, listen, unforgiveness. There are some choices that we, say I, we need to make in order to forgive someone. Okay? I'm going to give you some choices. When you forgive somebody, these are the choices that you're making. Okay? First, you must choose to live with the consequences. Come on. Forgiveness is choosing to live with the consequences of someone else's action regardless listen of how much it hurt how much it hurts you how many know that those consequences hurt right come on just ask jesus how much it hurt when he forgave come on how about ask him about the pain ask him about the whips on the back ask him about the pulling of the beer ask him when those nails were driven through his flesh ask him did he feel the consequences of our sins but the fact is, church, you're going to live with those consequences anyway, whether you like it or not. 
I'm going to be real, real to you guys, all right? You're going to like it. Whether you like it or not, you're going to face those consequences. You're going to have to live through those things. So the only choice, listen, that you have is to whether to do it in the bondage of bitterness or in the freedom of forgiveness. Those are your choices. These are your choices, church. If you don't want to forgive, then you will live in a bondage of bitterness. But if you do forgive the way God forgives, then you'll experience freedom through forgiveness. No one truly forgives without accepting and suffering of the pain of the other person, the other person's sin. It may seem unfair to you, and you may think, where is the justice in this, amen? But justice is found on the cross, church. Come on. Which makes forgiveness legally and morally right. Jesus took the eternal consequences of sin upon himself. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen? Second choice, you must choose to leave the past behind. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Come on, let it go. Is that frozen or something? Let it go. Let it go. Come on. I know some of your moms have young kids. Amen. You know that phrase. Some of you parents need to let it go. You got to let go of your past, church. You can't live back there. You can't beat yourself over this. We must not dwell on the past. A lot of people, this is a hard one for them to let go what they did. Amen. Forgiveness is a choice. Listen, uh, to not hold on to the sin or to the past. Amen. Uh, listen, don't go back and dig up what God has already buried. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, put your shovel away. Come on. We go back, amen. We, we, we go dig up our past, amen. We got a shovel. We're digging up our past. We're remembering what, what we've done or what people have done to us, amen. You need to throw that shovel away. Come on, somebody. Let your past make you better, not bitter. Let your past make you better. Not bitter. I'm going to give you a lot of cool phrases, guys, so we better write them down. Amen. Let your what pass to what? Not bitter. Make you what? Better. Not bitter. Listen, those two words are pretty close to each other, right? Better, bitter, right? What's the difference between the two? I and E. That's it. That's the only difference. And with those two different lettering, it makes an opposite meaning of the word, from bitter to better, right? See, when we are thinking about I, the bitter part, then you're thinking about you. You're not thinking about E, the better part, which is everybody else. Did you get that? When you're thinking about I, it's the bitter part. It's about you. You're only thinking about yourself. But when you replace it with E, it makes you better, and now you're thinking about everybody else. See, don't think about you. See, that's the problem. A lot of us, 
the sins, the mistakes is because of I. I, 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 me, me, me. I want to do, I want to do, I want to do that. Yeah, me. I don't think about my wife. I don't think about my kids. I don't, when you start to do these things, now you become very bitter and unforgiveness is going to start to flow in your life. But when you start to think about things, you know what? I, w- I don't want to be bitter. I want to be better. So when I do that, I'm thinking about everybody else. I'm thinking about my kids. Thinking about my wife. Thinking about God. We put God in the mix, amen, right? Come on, just like David, how could, or, or, or not David, but Joseph, when he said, you know, how can I do such a wicked thing against my God? He was thinking about God. He was thinking about, he had the E part. He was thinking about everybody. You know, we need to think about everybody, not just I. Sin is a very selfish thing because it involves I, me, what do I want, right? And we, we, you got to understand, we got to replace that I with E and think about everyone else. Can somebody say amen? So how does the Lord regard us of our past sins? How does he regard our past mistakes when he forgives? With God, he forgets them, and he remembers them no more. Come on, somebody. Come on, he don't remember your sins. He says, I forgot it. Right when you came to the altar, I forgot. What'd you do? You don't remember. You remember. Your wife remembers. (laughs) But you don't remember. I mean, God doesn't remember. He takes it away. He goes, I, I forgave. Right when you came to me, right when you say, forgive me, Father, he forgave you. And he says, I don't even remember what you did. He forgets it, church. Come on, Isaiah 4, 43, 18 and 19 says this. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, somebody say see. See that I'm doing a new thing. How many know that God wants to do a new thing in your life? Come on, he wants to do some things. He says, stop dwelling on the past. Stop dwelling back there. I, I've forgiven you. It's time to move on. I want to new, do a new thing inside of you. Allow me to come inside your heart. Allow me to come. Okay, if you can make some room for me, amen. I'll replace that I and I'll put an E in your life, amen. You can put everything together and I can make it better in your life, amen. He says, you know what? Come to me and I'll make it better. church the thing is we can't do with with things that are done to us or do we do to others we we can't hold on to it to get even or get revenge come on we like to hold on to things for payback come on somebody don't look at me all innocent right now goes you know some of us say man i'll forgive you but just in case i'm gonna just hold on to it in case we have a problem down the road buddy Come on. Or you know what? I'll I'll hold on to this, amen, in case I make a mistake, and then I can say, how about when you did it? That's not forgiveness, church. Listen, here's another one you want to write down. Forget what hurts you, but never forget what taught you. Forget what hurts you, but never forget what taught you. When you choose to leave the past behind, you are choosing not to live or be haunted by the past anymore. Some of you have been haunted by your past, amen. Some of you, your past has dictated, listen, how you live today. We must, say I must, 
let it go. You gotta let it go. You, you release it. Throw it away. I mean, know that God throws away your sins. The Bible says that we read scriptures and he throws them to the depths of the ocean and he remembers them no more. We have to hold on to that. We got to hold on to God's forgiveness. So when we have to forgive, then we can know what he did for us, that we go and do it and show somebody the forgiveness that God has given us. We have to let it go. Third thing, you must choose to let others off the hook. God requires you to forgive. And that's something that all of us, say all, say me, we can do it. Some of you guys say, well, it's too hard, Pastor. No, you can do it. You just don't want to. No, no, you don't know how much. Oh, he knows. He knows how much it hurts. Just ask Jesus how much it hurt him. Oh, he knows the hurt. He knows the pain. He knows the backstabbing. He knows all that stuff. He knows the ones that says, I got your back. And leave you. He knows. He's felt it all, church. He, he walked this earth. He walked in your shoes uh, to feel, uh, come on, everything. Come on, come on. Just ask Jesus. He knows, yet he forgave. So he knows, church. And sometimes it's hard to forgive someone because naturally we want revenge. Come on. We want them to feel the pain. We want them to. Hello, pay the price. And for some of us here, just some of us, I feel like maybe two or three, we want blood. <laughs> oh, come on. We want some blood. We want, oh, man, just maybe a poked eye or something. Amen. We, want, we want a broken leg. We want, we want something, amen. Come on, let's be real. Come on, we want a little something, amen. Man, I just want to see him in a cast. You know, I just want, you know, broken neck. I want to see something. We want blood. Don't, don't look at me, man. No, no. You, when someone done you wrong, man, oh, man, I want them to pay the price. Come on. You're not that safe. We're still in this world. We're going to feel some of these things. You ain't Jesus. <laughs> you ain't, tell your name, you ain't Jesus. <laughs> Who are we trying to fool, amen? Come on, I know. Forgiveness, listen, forgiveness goes against the sense of what is right and what is fair. So what do we do? We hold on to anger, amen, which creates in time bitterness. We punish people over and over in our minds for the pain that they cause us. We're thinking that we're keeping them in prison, thinking that I'm going to punish them for, for the rest of their life for what they've done to me. I'm going to remind them what they did for me. Forever. Get people that just throw things at each other's faces all the time. That, that's their mission because you hurt me so much, I'm going to just throw this in your face. I'm going to even rub it sometimes. Come on. Let's be real, church. We're vicious. <laughs> when things are done against us, amen, we don't have the forgiveness of God, amen, and we don't allow God to, to uh, if we don't go, uh, if we don't know, go and show, amen, let me tell you, it creates this thing, amen, we keep it in our minds, we keep it in our pocket, and we're just rubbing it because it makes us feel good for what they did. Church, in forgiving, listen, in forgiving, we set the prisoner free, church. It's time to let him go. And when you do, listen, you'll discover 
that the prisoner was you. You're locked up. You're the one dealing with bitterness and bondage. Holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Come on. You see, forgiveness is an act of faith, amen. It shows that we believe God is the better judge than we are. And his justice is better than ours. Forgiving means giving up the right to seek revenge, amen. Forgiveness is letting God go uh, and letting God be God, amen, letting it go, amen, and allowing it, not allowing you to keep up, uh, locked up anymore. Turning that person over to God and allowing God to deal with that person. See, when you can't forgive someone, pray for them. I said, when you can't forgive someone, pray for them. It may or may not change them, but I'm here to let you know it will always change you. Romans 12, 19 says this, Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Let God deal with that person. Let that person off your hook. Because as long as you refuse to forgive someone, you are still hooked to that person. You are still chained to the past, amen. And you are still bound in bitterness. By forgiving church, you let the other person off the hook. But that person is not off God's hook. Come on. You have to just trust God to deal with that person or that situation. Don't try to fix it yourself. You'll make it worse. Let it go. Tell yourself, I'm letting it go. You got to let it go, church. You will, you will experience freedom through forgiveness. We think, man, man, that's not fair. They shouldn't get away. They're not getting away from nothing. God will take care of them. People reap what they sow, church. But through the power of forgiveness... God brings a healing, restoration on yourself. The other person may, may or not accept it. But you, God starts to change your heart. Because that, that, that thing of, a, of another person done to you, you can carry that and it can make you bitter, like I said. But when you let it go and let, allow God to, uh, to come in and you say, I forgive it's not right, you know, you know they, they deserve this, they deserve that. But when you just trust God, say, God, I'm just going to let them go. God, you forgave me so much. I can let go of this incident or this mistake or this whatever, this whatever came against you. And you'll start to understand true freedom, church, through forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. All right? Like I said last week, forgiveness is not forgetting. God can forget. He can remember it no more. He's God. We're not. Come on. We cannot just say, we cannot just, uh, you know, we, we want to forget what people have done for us. Amen. When you do that, when you're trying to forget what people have done for you, you'll find out that you can't do it. Don't let the hurt stop you from forgiving, hoping that the pain, listen, is going to go away someday. We cannot forget, church. We must forgive. We cannot forget. We must forgive. You see, your choice, you choose to forgive someone. 
When you choose to forgive someone, then Christ can come in and begin to heal you of your hurts. But the healing cannot begin until you first forgive. See, a lot of us want to be healed from our past. Anyone here want to be healed? <laughs> we want to be healed from our past, the mistakes and things that are done to us. And, but the healing is not going to start to you. Forgive that person. Let it go. And once you let go of that, and for some of you guys, like I said, you're going to have to forgive yourself. You've got to let that go. And then God can start to heal you of your mistakes and your past and things that you've gone through. But you've got to let it go. It must start with forgiveness. You ask God to forgive you, then you can forgive yourself. And the process of his healing will take place. And then that, from there on, church is time. Time only heals. I'm not saying that God can't do the miraculous, and he does the miraculous, but he does the miraculous for blind eyes and, and people like that. But for these things that have been hurt, it's not just overnight. It's a, it's a trusting of God. It says, God, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna do this. You're going to fix this, even though you don't see the things changing right away. Because we, 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 we come and we hear a message like this, and we say, man, okay, God, I forgive them. And then you see them again, and you're like, oh, I don't forgive them. <laughs> you're reminded again. Because you didn't truly let it go. We say it verbally. We move by emotionally. But it's not deep down inside of us. Amen? <laughs> Come on. We know. So it's like you saying, okay, I forgive that person right now. God, I forgive you. And God just brings you, boom. Okay, there's that person. You going to truly let it go? Uh, no, I don't like him after all. <laughs> I don't like her after all. We, right? We we gotta let you gotta let it go. I'm not saying you become besties again or someone that did something like that, but you're gonna have to let that person go. Take away the evil thoughts, take away the, the anger, take away the bitterness, take away all the stuff that it does when you see that person. See, if you see that person, it still goes like this inside of you, you haven't let it go. There's something bitter, you know. Come on. You're all happy, hey, what's up, bro? There they are. Come on. All happy in the cafe and they walk in. Oh, oh no. There's nobody here, huh? Nobody, no. Nobody in the church, huh? We all love each other in church. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got to let things go in the church. Come on, we got to let things go for each other. Come on, don't let the enemy put a wedge to bring division inside the house of God. For some of us here today, you need to forgive your brother, you need to forgive your sister, and you simply need to move on. If you're going to let God do anything inside of you, anything like that will cause a wedge inside this church. And let me tell you, it's not going to move. God can't move with that if there's things happening in the church. Got to let it go. That's why that scripture says, if you have someone against someone that, that offended you, what he says, leave the place of worship and get right with your brother and sister. And then come back and worship me. How can you come to the altar, lift up your hands, and let the brother behind you, you have something against. That sister behind you, you have something against. we got to let it go, church. And when you do, you realize sometimes it's over dumb things. Why was I mad at you? Why was oh man? Hello? 
Come on, we, we, we can, you can put your smile on. You can, you're not fooling. You may fool me. You can't fool God. We got to let it go, man. You can sense when there's tension. Some tension right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> not to let it go, church. See, for some of us, listen, for some of us here, you can't let it go because you're not even listening to me because you're still thinking about other things. We come to church. This is his time and hour, yet we're still planning things in our heads. We're still caught up in the things of life. That's why you got to empty yourself. You know, we, we, did, we did a soak. We do soaking now from 10 o'clock to 1030 to empty ourselves because we come so much with stuff all through the week. Planning, this, work, all this stuff. And we can't give God one hour for him to speak into your life. Become so overwhelmed. I got a plan, a prep planning, prep meals, all this stuff, work, da, 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 da. And God says, can you just give me one hour? Can I speak into your life for just one hour? Can I speak into something that may change your life for just one hour? Can you empty yourself uh, of all the things uh, that the world push you down or, or brings you down, the stresses of life, for I can speak to you for this one hour? That if you listen this one hour, maybe I'll make your week better, not bitter. See, sometimes we miss so things by just a little thing. One letter's off, one little moment, and we get caught up. For some of us, we can't even get off this thing. Guys are in church, just boom, boom, checking things. Who cares? Did you see me in church? <laughs> you know, caught up. Some of you guys are paying bills right now. <laughs> this is the biggest distraction right here. God says, turn off your phone and give me your life. Give me your full attention. Let me speak into you. You're wondering why you have so much problems? It's because you won't even listen to me. Church, empty ourselves. Allow God to move in. Allow him to change you. He wants to fix you. He wants to fix us. And there's, let me tell you, I'm not just preaching this to preach this series, amen. There's unforgiveness in this house. There's people carrying unforgiveness of things in the past, your childhood, things locked up 20 years. It happened 20 years ago, and you're still holding on to it. You think you're free until you see that person. Even a mention of that person's name makes you like this. Hello? It goes on to say, amen, in our text, as Paul closes Colossians 3, 14 to 15. He says, wrap it up in love, and in peace. Colossians, 13, uh, Colossians 3, uh, 3 13, uh, 14 and 15 says this, Above all, clothe yourself in love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body we are called to live in peace and always be thankful. All these virtues that Paul encouraged us to develop are all wrapped up, held together, church, by love. As we clothe ourselves with these virtues, the last garment to put on is love. Love holds everything in place. Without love, listen, things fall apart. 
We as disciples need to live in peace, amen. And peace requires a loving, that loving Christians work together. We got to work things out, church, in the body. We got to work things out in our families. We got to work things out in our marriages. We got to work things out in, in, our, in our workplace. We got to work things out, church. If we call ourselves Christians and we call ourselves followers of Christ, disciples of Jesus, then we have to display and live in peace, amen. And love is what's required, amen. We must love each other, work things out despite of our differences. This love that I'm talking about is not based on feeling, but a decision. I choose to love you. I choose to live at peace with you. They're, they're, they're choices, church. Uh, come on, we're not going to feel like loving everybody. But it's a choice that we have to make. A decision to clothe ourselves with love, which leads to peace between individuals and among us as believers. Church, as I close today, you can live in the bondage of bitterness, or you can live in the freedom that comes through forgiveness. The choice is yours. It's your choice. I can't make you. God can't make you. It's free will in our lives. You have the choice. Do I want to live bitter or do I want to live better? It's your choice. Forgiveness is mainly a matter of obedience to God. Come on, it's, it's mainly obedience. Am I going to obey God or not? That's all it is. If you choose not to forgive somebody, then you're not obeying God. You're not one with Christ. You're still doing your thing. You still want the benefits of God. But let me tell you, you're not, you're not going to experience the fullness of God until you obey everything he tells you to do. It's obedience. It's not obedience that, that, that takes away things that take away from your life. He's adding things to our life. He says, son, daughter, do it this way. Do this, do that. Forgive others, love others. Things like that are for your benefit. It's not to take away your, anything from your life. He says, I want to enhance your life. I, I want it to make it better, not bitter. Christians today, man, are so bitter today because things are not flowing their way, yet they're not obeying God. Now, that's where it falls down is obedience. Are you obeying the word of God? Are you obeying what God tells you to do? Are you obeying what you need to be as a husband? Are you obeying what you need to be as a wife? Are you obeying, amen, as a father or a mother? Are you obeying? It says, are you, are you following the rules of, 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 of our world, of society, government? Are you doing the things of the land that were required? These things, are you following the rules at your job? See, if you're not doing those, then you're bringing it on to yourself. It's obedience. I'm obey God. It's not right. Doesn't feel good, but if God said it, I'm going to amen it, so be it. I'm just going to do it. God says to forgive him, I'm going to forgive him. I'm not going to question God. I'm not going to say, why God? I, you know, God doesn't feel right, but you know what? You said, because you said it, I'll do it. And then you realize, I should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> right? Should have just let that go a long time ago. I've been carrying it for years. Some of you guys, you got your luggage. 
You come to church with luggage. You come to church and like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's my cast. <laughs> I, I, it goes with me everywhere I go. I'm going to let it go. I don't keep it in the car. That's, that's my stuff right there. You know, we come in like that. And for some of us, amen, we, we, we amen everything. Yeah, praise God. And, all right, see you next week, Pastor. <laughs> There we go. We, we take our, our bitterness, our, our, our pain, our unforgiveness. We're taking all this stuff. You know, we're just holding on. If we, can, if we can look through spiritual eyes, some of you guys are just heavy. That's why some of you guys are just walking like this. Life is just sucks for you. Life is just, you know, it's all bitter. Like, ah, praise God. Ah, hallelujah. You know, yeah, you look really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just walking around, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. All right, see you next week. And for some of you, some of you guys, you guys, you got dollies and push carts. You're like at, you're, you're, you're like at Costco or Sam's with your stuff, hey, amen. Oh, man, I, man, you've been, you've been holding on to a lot of stuff. A lot of that stuff, when you're starting carrying things like that on carts or whatever it is, you know what that is? It's bitterness from your childhood. Now that you're adults, you have not let it go. That offense by that uncle, aunt, whatever it was, you are still holding on to, and you're living in a bitterness of bondage. And you're carrying, man, I'm not going to forget what they did to me. I'm not going to forget what my uncle did to me. I'm not going to forget those things. And I'm not, I'm not excusing those things, church. Get, get, understand, I'm not saying what they did was right or whatever they did was right. I'm not excusing that. But you as a Christian now, God says, I want to set you free from that. And you can walk in a little free. You don't have to worry all this stuff. You don't have to carry all this stuff. I've forgiven you. You can, can forgive them. That way you can walk and the freedom through forgiveness. Church, it's time to let those things go, church. Empty your cart. Or just bring your cart here and just leave it, give it to God. Here it is, God. Here's my mess. Here's my everything. I'm done pushing this stuff in my life. I'm done of hauling my past with me everywhere I go. And then telling everybody what I got in my cart. We tell people what's in that cart. Yeah, this, this, and that. You know, we go to carts and got things. Hey, where'd you get that at? You know, where'd you get that? What aisle was that in? We're the same thing. We're like, I got this. and Oh, yeah, I got one of those in my cart, too, you know. Yeah, I didn't like what they did to me. And yeah, and then I walk down the aisle, both of you guys, all bitter. Now you start joining other people. And sometimes we get people within the church to fall with you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And we're following each other in the church with bitterness and carts. And we're not even free church. Come on. And I look and I say, man, look at them. You still hold on to things. You still let go. They may be holding hands, but you know what? There's bitterness there. They may be smiling at each other right now, but you know what? Oh, there's, there's something behind that smile. 
that they have not let go. Come on, church. Let's walk in freedom. Let go of the stuff. Let go. What he did three years ago, let him go, sis. <laughs> you know how much it hurts, Pastor? Let it go. What she did to you, let it go. You held on for a while. Okay, you were mad. I understand it hurts. You got to let it go. Amen. God wants to forgive. He wants you to forgive. He wants to set you free. There's no other way, church, but through forgiveness. And I hope today that you choose to walk in the freedom of forgiveness. And when you do, and when we do, church, then we can declare. You can't make declarations with unforgiveness in your heart. We'll start declaring once we start to walk free. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's all stand up.